podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Boom. The boys are back for another massive week in K-State sports. I have no doubt we are going to see some fireworks this week. Just in today's episode, we'll be talking about the newest member of the 2023 recruiting class for your K-State varsity Wildcat football team. We are going to talk about... Uh, a basketball uh, prospect for the 2023 class that I think everyone should have their eyes on. I think he will be the first blue chip prospect that Coach Jerome Tang and Co. land out of high school. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, we got a pretty big sponsor announcement, at least for the next two weeks as well. And we'll kind of talk about uh, the excitement surrounding the newest brand that is picking up K-State. But before we do that, it's actually a little bit of sad news if you follow K-State sports on any social media platform, um, you are no doubt, and if you're a long-time listener of this show, you undoubtedly know who Emily Starkey is. If you do not, uh, she is the elite talent that has been behind the K-State football social media uh, accounts and content for the last few years. Uh, I think her final uh, title was Director of Creative Media for K-State Football. And she was one of the few women who held that job in Power 5 college football. She was the only woman who held that job in the Big 12. Uh, and I don't think she has announced where she is going next. It is a Big time move, but she is no longer going to be working for K-State Athletics and K-State Football. Uh, Over the last few years, I'd like to think that Emily became a friend. She came on this podcast, uh, and I think that she was one of the biggest unheralded assets to K-State Athletics and especially K-State Football. Um, I'm going to miss Emily working for K-State. I have no doubt that she's going to achieve great things at her next stop. Um, but again, she, she's been the one who's been behind K-State football's uh, Twitter and TikTok accounts that have gone viral, being picked up on SportsCenter, NFL Network, all across social media, from some of her schedule announcement TikToks to the viral you know players amongst the students out there uh, this offseason. She has been uh, elite at what she does. She's also been the woman behind some of the most iconic photographs uh, that have been taken at K-State football. You think back to some of those shots uh, after K-State beat Oklahoma in Bill Snyder Family Stadium back in 2001. You, or, yeah, 2001. You think back to, not, not 2001, 2019. I apologize. Um, uh, you think back to that, that shot of Chris Kleiman in the airplane circling over 
the football stadium with the lights all lit up. You think back to everything from that social media rollout for Chris Kleiman when the entire fan base was against it. She had a major role in all that and basically everything you've consumed with K-State football uh, online over the last handful of years. Something else, and she talked about this when she was on uh, the podcast, she and her other interns of her class were behind the kind of bumpers photos, the game day photos of the year K-State won the Big 12 championship most recently. The Bruce Weber reading the Gucci main book. You had Barry Brown with the goats. Dean Wade with the with the puppies. I think Cam Stoke was doing stuff with cats. Austin Trice eating Fruit Loops out of the Big 12 championship uh, bowl. Uh, you know, I think it was Bruce Dean or Dean Cam and Barry getting the fake tattoos. Uh, she was behind a lot of that stuff, and I just wanted to take a moment at the top of this podcast to really celebrate her because I think she was a K State football and K State sports legend in her own right, and I have no doubt that K State is going to find someone to fill her shoes because K State has been very good about finding and fostering and bringing up creatives on that side of digital media and social media. Um, You know, friend of the show, even though we never got him on, Jay Moline, he came and went. Cody Izzern, who is a friend of the show, he's been on, he's a recurring guest. He's still there. But you see some of these names who have come through there and the elite work that they've done. Emily was one of, if not the best, in that crew. And I'm sorely going to miss her. And I think K-State fans... Whether they know the name, whether they realize it was her behind the viral tweets, the viral TikTok videos, uh, the Instagram posts that make everyone go crazy. Um, you know, I, I'm i going to miss her and I think everyone else is. I, I know that her and Mike McCoy, uh, back when they were doing the uniform announcements back in Colin Klein, or not Colin Klein, in Coach Kleiman's first season, they had some absolute viral videos and pictures to announce the uniforms they were wearing. There's a great story about them sneaking around Beale Street before the bowl game to get the video and the pictures of the all-white uniforms before they were used versus Navy in that bowl game. And uh, the creative mind, the drive, the passion for K-State sports that Emily had uh, was second to none. So I, I really do think K-State is missing out in their uh, saying goodbye to an absolute legend at K-State. Again, um, she's going to go on to do great things. I have no doubt about it. I hope one day maybe she gets to come back uh, and do it again for K-State. But until that time happens, from all the boneheads, from K-State fans everywhere, thank you, Emily. Um, you know, Go make us proud at your next stop. I have no doubt you're going to continue to be elite at what you're doing. Uh Before we keep going, remember folks, we'll be going live Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ColorCast. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to have Big 12 Media Days that had just wrapped up, and that's going to be a big topic a lot of the week. You know, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm sure we're going to talk Big 12 Media Days that entire time. We're going to hear maybe the exit speech from Bob Bowlesby. I don't know if he's going to be there, but I know the new commissioner, Mr. Rock Nation himself, is going to be there. K-State is going on Tuesday. While I will not be there covering it, I will get to watch and listen to quite a bit of it. 
So we'll talk about that. Might try to talk to someone who is down there covering it as well. So we're going to have all that. But believe me, that is going to be a big topic Wednesday at 7 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Let's get into uh, a big announcement. And while they are partnering with us, this is big news as it is. Homefield just announced Sunday on Twitter. And again, this is what I've been tweeting for a while because this is absolutely massive. Homefield Apparel, which is the premier college uh, gear company. I, I mean, they they do the best t-shirts in the world doing vintage logos that are straight from the history books. I love it. It is premium. It is the most comfortable t-shirt you've ever worn. I have their Thick Six t-shirt from back when Mike Golick Jr. was doing some stuff with them because I'm an offensive lineman and I have the most comfortable crew neck sweatshirt from them with their home field brand. Big new Saturday. Season 4 is going and K-State is week 9. It is going to launch at 11 a.m. in God's time zone on the 16th. It's going to be noon Eastern. So get out there, buy the shirts, check out the collection. Folks, I have seen the collection, and this is what K-State fans have been clamoring for. Awesome, fun, throwback designs, premium cotton t-shirts. They fit amazing, a great athletic fit. I love them. I can't wait to see it. And guys, I've seen, I've seen the designs. You guys are going to go wild. Absolutely wild for them. I'm wearing my Thick Six shirt right now. And I am probably going to end up buying half of this range. And I, I don't know if I'm ever going to wear anything on game day except for this stuff. So if you use promo code Bosco's Boys, all caps, no spaces, Bosco's Boys, you get 15% off your first order. Guys, you are going to go bananas when you see the range. They're going to be teasing stuff on social media all week long. And then on Saturday at 11 a.m., they're going to drop the full range. And you're going to want to buy it all. So start saving up. All right. Let's talk real quick. And It's not going to be real quick. It's another recruiting win for K-State football. Jackson Fulmer is an offensive lineman. Out of Idaho. And this guy is an absolute beast. He's only been playing football for two years. He's only played offensive line for one. But he absolutely blew up during his junior season in football. Again, only the second time playing. First year playing offensive line. Absolutely killed it on the camp circuit. This is another elite scouting and talent identification find by Coach Riley and this entire coaching staff. Again, I already said it. This guy has only played football for two years. He only played it for one. K-State was the first Power 5 offer. I think Idaho State was in on him. And maybe Boise State beat K-State to him because he's from Idaho. But he's 6'4", 280. He moves like crazy. He's also a basketball player. And that was like what he was really playing for the longest time. He's listed on all the recruiting sites as a tackle So he was listed as a top 70 tackle over on On3 Sports. He's the number three player in the state of Idaho this year. And I think he's going to play guard. I I, I think if you look at the type of bodies that Coach Riley has been trying to find, 
he's going to play guard. So I think you have your two guards, or I, I guess maybe one of them can slide in and play center, but you have two truly elite athletes at your interior offensive line, coupling him with Camden Beebe. Both these guys are basketball players. They have great feet. They have great vision. They have great drive. And similar to my conversation, my my topic, I think folks have been uh, texting me and emailing me about what I said about Avery Johnson, about how, oh, what he's going to be able to do once he can focus on football. Keep in mind that Jackson Fulmer, this is a guy who is going to come in to Coach Riley's room, and I don't think he's going to contribute right away because, again, by the time he shows up on campus, he will have played less than 40 football games in his entire life. This is a kid who truly is going to be a ball of clay, but you cannot teach that type of athleticism, especially at that size. Once he gets in with Coach True, Coach Riley, after that first fall camp and then spring and then another fall camp, by the time he's like a redshirt sophomore, so on campus for his third season, this is a guy who is going to be a full-on road grader. The feat he has, the vision that you see it from him being a basketball player is next level. He's going to be able to be one of those guys on offensive line. And this is what takes you from being a good offensive lineman to a great offensive lineman. Again, in my novice opinion, I I think it is very hard to truly uh, know what you're talking about with offensive linemen. I played it a little high school, not very good, but I played it. I like to watch it. I like to listen to people who talk about it a lot better. Uh, more intellectually than me but what takes you from being a good offensive lineman to a great one is being able to win your block and then getting up to that second level and this is what this kid can do and that is what they've been targeting with their interior offensive lineman when you look at what they've been going for for the tackles they're looking for these long guys who can put on that weight who can really drop step and make a lot of movement with their strides but what they're finding is pure athletes on the interior, guys who played bas- basketball, guys who threw shot put or discus in track. These type of guys who can double team on an interior guy and then get you up to that second level is why guys like Deuce Vaughn are able to break big plays. They're able to get to that second level, go one-on-one with a single linebacker or safety, make him move, and then all of a sudden, that's a 40-50 to yard gain. And it's because of how Coach Riley teaches his offensive linemen, they find these athletic guys. And Fulmer is going to fit right in there with them. And I said it was another identification win, but it also was a good recruiting win because not only did they identify him before anyone else, but you beat out Boise State for an Idaho kid. That is not always easy, even if you are a Power 5 guy. You know, Boise State is competing at a national level, and this kid grows up being a fan of the Broncos. You also beat out Colorado, Arizona State, Oregon State, Washington State. So you're going in and facing up against four Pac-12 programs, soon to be Pac-10. Who knows, maybe two of them are about to be Big 12 but you're going in and winning another head-to-head recruiting battle with four other semi-local, like these are their region. We go out of region and beat four regional Power 5 schools and the in-state school for this kid to bring him home. Now, from the jump, the offensive lineman board has been Camden Beebe, Joe Odding, and Fulmer. Jackson Fulmer. It has been that way from the jump, and we saw the board lay out like this all the way back 
in the winter. We knew these were the three guys. Now, Joe Odding was the toughest recruiting, and, and that's gone. But again, you know what? If you listen, if you listen to some folks, they're trying, they're trying, they're they're trying to flip them. I don't know if it'll happen, but hey, you you know, I've seen crazier things. But they were able to identify and lock in and grab two out of their first three. Now, on this show and elsewhere, folks that talk about recruiting, people really follow K State football. The critique has never been about identifying talent setting up your board or anything like that. Because they identify, I I truly believe that the talent identification for this coaching staff could go head-to-head with any staff in the nation. Any staff in the nation. And another thing that they've proven that they can do well is they can scramble late in classes. They found some great diamonds in the rough late in the early signing period and in the traditional period. They have. And you have to give them credit. But something that they haven't done up until recently is start to grab the guys who are top of their board early and lock them in. We have seen that this class. They have grabbed 10 guys in the last 21 days and outside of some folks that have camped for them. But again, it, as we talked about uh, with Chuck Lilly, the guys who camp for them are not, oh, out of the blue stuff. These are identification guys saying, hey, we want to see them compete. But we've seen them hit on their board. If, you, if you're if you a subscriber over at K-State Online and read some of the big boards that Derek Young has, and if you follow the recruiting sites that talk about the priority for K-State and who they're targeting, they have not had to go to that second level of prospect yet. They are hitting with the guys early on their board. Now, we've seen the early success with guys that they've scrambled for. You know, we, we've seen the guys that they have had to kind of get in late, and we've seen the success in the development. What are we going to see now that they're starting to hit on their guys? I am super excited for this recruiting class. And I, and again, I think it was someone over at GoEmail.com, the best message board that there ever was, some, a poster over there pointed out that this might be the first freshman class that we get to see in an NCAA video game for K-State. And that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm pumped to get this one on board. It's a guy that I've been following, and we've actually talked about on the show a handful of times. I think Fulmer, again, he's not going to be someone who's going to hit the ground running. I think Camden Beebe could be starting by his redshirt freshman year. I do not think this is going to be the case for Fulmer, but he is going to be one of those guys that once he truly learns the craft of playing offensive line, and there is no better person in the Big 12 to teach that than Connor Riley, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. This is one of those recruiting wins that on the surface you think to yourself, okay, yeah, you beat a handful of Power 5 teams. None of them are... You know, blue bloods are very sexy. And, oh, yeah, you beat the in-state school, but but they're not even power five. And, oh, okay, it's an offensive lineman that might not be playing in a few years. This is a guy who is going to end up on an all-conference team before it's done. It's going to be one of those guys where five years from now, when he's playing as a junior, you're going to be talking to your friends in the state and be like, man, Fulmer is just destroying these guys. I promise you. Save this episode. It's at the 20-minute mark. 
Save it off. And if I'm wrong, come at me. I mean, who knows if the show's still going to be going, but I'll, I'll own up to it. I am that confident in this kid. And they've continued to hit on it, and they're starting to build this class. Again, we, we've, we've talked about a few times that I don't know if ultimately when you go to on three, if you go to rivals, if you go to two, four, seven, if this class is going to end in the top, you know, 35 or so. I don't, I don't know. If you look at historics, it probably won't. It'll be, you know, probably between 35 and 43. But the difference between these, this class and kind of what we've seen in the climbing era is every single guy they're having to win big power five battles for. They have over half their class already in the bag before the middle of July. And again, folks can can say, oh, this is just a three-star and all this type of stuff, but three all three-stars are not created equally. And again, from the identification early to wrapping this up against regional Power 5 schools and in-state, this is just another impressive recruiting win for the staff. And again, I, I, I am very excited to see what happens moving forward. There's still three, four guys, probably four guys who are in that blue chip ratio area, depending on the recruiting site that you, you, you prefer. You know, you have John Randall Jr., Wichita running back. Again, I think we're going to see him on campus again soon. Josh Manning out of Lee Summit West. You know, the, the, he almost committed. I, that's another one that's going to come down. You got Jacoby Lane, the wide receiver out of Arizona. Now, if you if you want to grab Lane, it needs to finish soon. It needs to finish soon. He's a guy who has Texas and Oregon sniffing around, so if you want him, you have to finish him. And then Princewell Unamanamalan. I definitely screwed up his last name, and I, I'm sorry for that. He's out of Texas. He's the defensive end. He's an edge rusher. He's a top 200 recruit. And he was on campus back in late June. And that kind of slipped past everyone. And that has to be a guy where it's like, okay, he took visits. He's working on getting another visit scheduled. So are you going to be able to grab a blue chip guy on defense as well? Again, you have that pedigree of guys who are playing for Coach Kleiman on the edge and getting sacks. I think it'd be fun. So recruiting is still going to be hot, something that we're going to keep our eye on rest of the summer. Now, before I tell you guys a name that I think everyone should have on their watch list, again, home field finally has K-State. I can't tell you guys how many times I have seen K-State fans during Big New Saturday, Season 3 last year and now Season 4, clamoring, asking Homefield, when when are you getting a K-State collection? And guys, I've seen the collection. You guys are going to love these shirts. They're going to be teasing stuff all week on social media, but Saturday at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, they're going to drop the full collection, the full range. You guys are going to be rushing to buy these. Use promo code Bosco's Boys, all caps, no spaces, B O S C O E S B O Y S, Bosco's Boys. No punctuation, no spaces, all caps, 15% off. Again, I promise you, 
there's a shirt you're going to love. There's probably going to be five or six or 15 shirts you're going to love. I promise. If, if, if there's no shirt on there that you don't want to instantly buy, I don't think you're a real wildcat. It's the stuff that we have been wanting to see from apparel companies for a very long time. So go check them out. And I promise you're going to be happy. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe we might have a giveaway on Saturday. Just stay tuned on Twitter to Bosco's Boys, to Home Field on Twitter, Instagram. They're going to be teasing it all week. All right. Now now's a name to file away, hopefully to find out soon. That's Day Day Ames. Day Day Ames. So he is the first, I don't know if I would say first, but he is a blue chip basketball prospect that, again, not the first one that we've gone after, but I think he's going to be the first one that Coach Tang grabs. And I think folks are going to love this kid. He's a six foot point guard out of Chicago, Illinois. Super feisty guy. He's his AAU team's top scorer. And he was in Kansas City this past weekend at the EYBL Grassroots Nike Classic down in the Hy-Vee Arena, formerly known as Kemper Arena. And coaches have been seeing him play all week. I think fans started getting tipped off to the possibility that he could be committing soon because Marco Bourne, Marco is a vibe Bourne who is going to be on the support staff, but until Rodney Perry officially joins, or at least we assume it'll still be Rodney Perry joins later this summer, he's been on the road recruiting as that third assistant coach. He tweeted... Uh, something about, oh, what a great way to start a Sunday. And he spelt it uh, D-A-I. So I think that's a, maybe not a precursor to the announcement, but I think that tells me that the staff is feeling pretty good about grabbing their first blue chip guy. Again, he's a four-star, the number 13 point guard in the nation. He's a top 50 prospect in the nation out of Chicago. Now, I think... I think it's fair to say we all were maybe thinking that that first recruiting class he might, Coach Tang and company, might be able to get us in on a couple guys who weren't committed quite yet and maybe see one of those blue chip guys. Now, he has a pedigree, the pedigree that they brought in through the transfer portal fits that. But I think there's going to be a pop of of excitement, another shot in the arm with K-State fans when you see the high school commit, not a transfer, but a guy committing from high school with that sort of pedigree. And again, he's going up against Illinois, Maryland, Marquette, guys and programs that have not had to step back. Michigan State, Notre Dame. These big-time basketball programs that live, they eat in Chicago. So that would just be another fun little wrinkle to the new Jerome Tang era if the first major recruiting win, high school recruiting win he has is up in Chicago for a blue chip guy against programs that literally build the entire squad in the Chicago land metro area. And while I, I, I did talk about being worried and I was very impatient early on when Tang was building out this roster, 
if this is the type of guy that the first real stamp, the first true blue chip out of high school that he grabs, it's going to be hard to keep the composure and, you know, balance the excitement and just because again it'll be one of these guys that we haven't seen since wally judge you know it's the pedigree we haven't seen since wally judge with the dc assault guys we've not seen someone come through k-state with this recruiting pedigree since the dc assault pipeline drive dried up now i i think i think bruce weber did not get enough credit for some of the recruiting classes he brought in. He brought in four stars. He brought in a lot of top 150 guys. Now we know why it didn't work out. Bruce, towards the end, had a lot of trouble keeping the guys there. There were some guys that were misevaluated that probably were not of the pedigree that it was. So again, I, I think Bruce gets a little bit too much trouble and gets shit on a little bit too much for his recruiting. But this is a whole nother level. This is not a okay, hey, yeah, this is a top 150 guy and we hope that the evaluation and, you know, it fits in with the squad better. No. No. Again, this is a top 50 guy. This is not a guy that K-State has gotten since, you know, I mean, early early on, I guess there is no real late with the Frank Martin era. He was only there for, you know, five years, four or five years. But since Wally Judge. And again, Hopefully, and I would imagine this one works out better than Wally Judge. I think if you look at the history of blue chip prospects, it is the point guards and the shooting guards that have the highest hit rate. That's going to be the perfect thing to go along. And again, he he isn't as long and as much as a pure athlete as some of the guys that they brought in. But could you imagine this guy pairing with Cam Carter who does have that length? I mean, it's going to be exciting. Again, it is not a done deal. It has not been announced. And we'll talk more about him when that time comes. But I do think that that is going to be a guy to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep an eye on this week with basketball coming up, I think eventually we are going to see the full non-conference schedule released. I know they taped uh, some of the promo stuff for it. Uh, they, they, they did the uh, schedule reveal with the players that's been taped. It is confirmed. It's not out there on the website yet, so I'll wait for that to happen. But there's going to be some marquee games. We know we're playing Wichita State. We know we're going to play Nebraska. We got Florida. We got Butler. We have the tournament down the Grand Caymans. So it's going to be a schedule where you're going to have those marquee games. You're going to have some buy games that hopefully you sweep through. You're going to have UMKC making their way to Bramlage. I don't think that one has been made official, but I do have that on good authority that UMKC will be making their first trip to Bramlage for a while. You know, you talk to your Missouri friends, they're going to say, oh, don't count that as a win before it happens. Well, we're going to beat Missouri. I, I pro- or UMKC, I promise that. We, we beat Missouri too, even though I like Dennis Gates. I really do like Dennis Gates. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I think that's going to ha- come in the future. Uh, basketball season tickets on uh, on sale. I think soon that game versus Nebraska and Kansas City is going to be on sale. We might be trying to do something before that game, so stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, again, we'll, we'll be talking Big 12 media days. We're going to talk conference realignment if anything pops up. Who knows? I mean, the way the football staff's recruiting, we might have another football recruiting win to talk about here soon as well. But the plan is to bring you guys five shows again this week. Um, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Again, write this down. Home field promo code Bosco's Boys. All caps, no spaces, 15% off on Saturday because I promise you, you're going to want to get those shirts. 
because some of these some of these designs will sell out in the first day. They are that good. So we love you guys again. Big football recruiting win. Basketball name to keep an eye on. Big 12 Media Days right around the corner. And again, one more final thank you to Emily Starkey for everything she did for K-State football. Emily, we love you here at Bosco's Boys. Boneheads, we love you guys. K-State fans, we love you guys. Let's have a week. Let's celebrate. Let's have a little fun. Let's have a little swagger on Twitter. Because guess what? Football season is almost here. It's less than two months before we get to kick Missouri's ass, even less time before we open up with the Coyotes. It's going to be a fun and special year. K-State Athletics. Not just football, men's basketball, volleyball, women's basketball. It's going to be fun. Let's just wait a little bit longer, get through this hot, hot July. We're going to be party rocking all fall. All right, I promise you guys, search deep into your soul. Grant is waiting for you at the cat head. You just got to go find him. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit. Wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Podcast Network.